Critters and Creeps to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. And we are coming to you from the Frankenstein's Monkey Farm. And today we are doing Who, What, What what the Owl is Blood Rage. Requested by a viewer. A listener. A listener. (laughs) I keep messing that up. I mean, you've been doing it since you were four. Telling True. people to watch our episodes. Ha <laughs> <laughs> I have. Okay, so we've got some business to take care of before what the owl is blood rage. Yep, we do. And that includes what? A couple new patrons and a new review. All right, so we have three new patrons that, well, I mean, not new, new, uh, sorry <laughs> to a couple of you who've been patrons for a little while. We recorded all of our episodes for October in early August, so we kind of didn't didn't get on the episodes. We we certainly tried. October was nuts, so apologies. But here we are in full force for Thanksgiving, giving you our thanks because uh, this is our Thanksgiving episode. We didn't yeah. even mention that. Uh-huh. Um, that's why it's also coming out. I don't, well, not a week later, a few days later than it otherwise would have because we wanted to save it for the weekend before Thanksgiving. It's an American holiday, which is, uh, it's a whole thing to unpack. So we're not going to go into that. But we do want to give our thanks to these three new patrons, starting with Suzanne Hansen. Yep. Dave Han. Or Han. Han. And <laughs> what? <laughs> That's that is exactly it. It says what? <laughs> so there you go, uh, Suzanne, Dave, and what? <laughs> Thank you for becoming Word Salad patrons, supporting our show, supporting Word Salad Radio, supporting Cinema, <laughs> which I just record for Patreon. Uh, without Patreon, I wouldn't record that show, frankly, because uh, I, I don't know. Would I? I don't know. <laughs> That's a topic for a totally different yes. conversation. <laughs> so uh, thank you, everybody. And if you want to become patrons like them and get access to our exclusive content and support our show, Alistair, where do they go? Patreon.com slash word salad. There you go, man. Like a pro. And then we have a new review. Yay. Which is from the beginning of October. So, again, one that uh, we didn't get to because, man, like everything was tight. I, I don't know. I can't even express it to our viewers quite clearly enough how close we were to not having our episodes done. Oh, yeah. <laughs> even though... We recorded them so far in advance. Um, I'm teaching four classes this quarter, and as a screenwriting instructor, that's a lot. And so 
uh, between that and everything else, holy cow, it was crazy. So uh, sorry again to our new reviewer here, but here you go. Who gave us the review here? And this is on Apple Podcasts, by the way. Magic Sunshine Pup? There you go. Um, five stars. Love three clap emojis. Yeah, those, that's clapping emojis. At um, least it looks like it. Yeah, yeah. You lean in close <laughs> enough. It sure does. I love this podcast, but it's not as good as Unspookable. Please make episodes a tad scarier. Can do. <laughs> well, that last part, the can do, was Alistair's. Yes. <laughs> so... I actually wanted to take this opportunity to talk for a second about Unspookable because I don't know that our listeners, that everybody knows what Unspookable is. So I wanted to take a second to talk about that Um, or rather to have you talk about it, right? I want to let our listeners know why this review would be comparing us to Unspookable if they're wondering. So, Alistair, what is Unspookable and why would this reviewer be writing about it? Unspookable is a podcast where kids like me sign, we get questions and then we answer them and submit them and we can, and we get them in the episode. Yes. Um, and the episodes are longer form, really beautifully produced, spooky episodes about specific monsters and different topics that are about, you know, the uh, spooky stuff out in the world from a kid's perspective. And it's a family-friendly podcast. If you haven't heard Unspookable, check it out. Alistair ended up on it. I mean, you know, because, like, <laughs> we do podcasting. Almost every time. Yeah, and Al's been on on every season? I'm, I'm going to assume that's true. Nate can correct me if I'm wrong. But, uh, yeah, Alistair loves doing that show. So he appears on there uh, every season on as many episodes as he can. And uh, he has a lot of fun doing it. So check it out if you haven't heard Unspookable. If you like what we do, you'll like what they do, right? So uh, it's a fantastic show. Highly recommended. But, uh, yeah, so um, glad to have you listening, Magic Sunshine Pup. And Alistair is going to hopefully deliver on some spooks today as he answers the question, what the Al is? Blood rage. I realize that blood rage sounds like a condition or something that maybe you're doing an episode about, but it's actually a movie from 1987. Um, Blood rage isn't, you know, the name of the killer or whatever, like, you know, predator or what, you know. So it's not a who the Al is, it's a what the Al is. But Alistair, why would we be doing blood rage for this episode? Because it is a Thanksgiving movie. Yes, it's one of the few Thanksgiving-themed horror movies out there. Uh, There are a handful of them. Mm Mm-hmm. There's this, there's uh, the Thanksgiving movies, yep. Thanksgiving and Thanksgiving 3. Thanksgiving 3 is wild. It's insane. So there's that one, but also Blood Freak. So the two that I watch every Thanksgiving are Blood Rage and Blood Freak. Is Blood Freak a sequel to Blood Rage? No, has nothing to do with it. Okay. Um, Blood Freak is from 70... 70- Two, 1972, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Google can prove me wrong. Come at me, Google. But uh, no, it's, it's totally unrelated. It's just a 
bizarre movie uh, as a regional film made in Florida, if I'm not mistaken. Um, it's been, you know, a year since I watched it. But those are the two I watch every Thanksgiving, Blood Rage and Blood Freak. But Blood Rage, Alistair, what do you know about it? What have I shown you? What do you know for certain? I have, of course, seen the title. I have seen the two cover arts for it. Well, yeah. Well, three, right? Three. So there's the slip sleeve, right, with the um, the hand. Yeah. Right? And then there are the two covers that are the reversible artwork, right? There was the uh, lady screaming on the knife there, and then that one. So yeah. Mm-hmm. why don't you tell our listeners then what you know about it from these uh, various artworks that you have seen. And this is from the uh, Aero Video 3-disc limited edition Blu-ray set of Blood Rage. So that's what we're looking at, if you're curious, um, with the slip sleeve. So you saw the slip sleeve and the reversible cover art. There you go. Alistair, what do you know from those? I know that there's, well, one of them shows a guy with a machete? Sure, yeah. Um, coming out of a drive-in. Or, drive-in. <laughs> or something like that, yeah. Some, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because he's like bursting out of the screen. Yeah. At like a yeah. at like a drive-in. You're mm-hmm. right. You're right. Absolutely. So then the other ones. There's a knife and then yeah, just a lady screaming in the reflection. Uh-huh. And then the third one. I'm gonna try to pull up a picture of it here. We left it in the other room, so <laughs> I'm pulling it up on my phone. Um, do you remember what's in the other one as I'm uh, trying to pull it up? A hand with a cranberry sauce can? Uh-huh. Yep, a severed hand. Mm-hmm. And do you remember what it says? This Thanksgiving, it's not cranberry sauce. There you go. So, yes. Thanksgiving horror movie. Uh, Do you know anything else about it, bud? No. Okay. So that's very little to go on. But that's okay. You have had less (laughs) on other episodes. So, you've been thinking about this for a few days. Right. Yeah. Um, I told Alistair a while back that we were going to do this. Uh, this is the first episode we've recorded in quite a while. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, apart from the stuff that I've recorded for, you know, cinema for Patreon, all that kind of stuff. But for Cadavercast, this is the first one in a while. I gave Al some time to think about it so we could come back swinging. And Alistair, I ask you, sir, what the Al is blood rage? So, in mine, um... <laughs> Thanksgiving, of course, it's just normal Thanksgiving. And then on Thanksgiving... Well, why don't you tell um, people what a normal Thanksgiving would look like? Because you know, cause we yes, have listeners um, around the world who don't celebrate American Thanksgiving, obviously. A normal Thanksgiving would be like people visiting their families. There would be like a turkey or like uh-huh. meat and then a big meal, a lot of food, people g- gathered around on a table. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, um, basically, family coming together, expressing what they're thankful for in having the world. A big, um, having a big meal. Having a big, big meal, eating way too much food, stuffing a lot of turkey. Turkeys. Yep. Um, turkey, uh, stuffing, you got your cranberry sauce, of course, your various pies, all kinds of stuff. It's Let's face it, like, for a lot of people, it's about the food. It's just an excuse to, you know, have this very traditional big meal 
um, which for us comes right at the end of my quarter. So it's always like a relief when my quarter is over Hmm. and then immediately we have Thanksgiving. So it's like a celebration of me being done, (laughs) which I love. But yeah, so that's largely what it's about. Alistair hasn't experienced the whole families coming together and fighting business that (laughs) that you haven't seen. Because we actually, ever since Al's been really, really little, have stayed in Chicago for Thanksgiving because we were going to the Doctor Who convention out in the suburbs every year. So we had to stay in town for that. So that's why we've been in town for Thanksgiving. But yes, that's what it is. So listeners are caught up. Traditional Thanksgiving. Alistair, continue, my man. And then one family on this, like, um, far out of the way suburbs, like... It's mm-hmm. just very far out of the way, um, like, a very small town um, where, like, word gets around quickly and all that small town stuff like that. Sure. One of the families on Thanksgiving disappears. Okay. And then when the police come to investigate, they find a table Okay. the food. The food is partially eaten like they started before they disappeared but okay. then there's blood all over the room like everywhere on the turkey on the food on the table everywhere blood everywhere you yes. said right you, you started uh, vocal frying real bad and kind of so yes uh blood everywhere family's missing continue mm-hmm So they were, like, really scared, so the police sent out, like, police to, like, extra, on, like, extra duty, basically, because the townspeople were all scared, because word got around quick. Yeah, small town, right? So, like, kind of like a, like, the size of, like, Decatur or whatever? Yeah, yeah, Decatur, Michigan? Okay, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is uh, where I went to uh, high school or where I graduated uh, high school, and so... Yeah, a small town like that, if a whole family disappears, everybody would hear about it. For sure. So then, where do we go from there? Um, that same thing happened for the next two Thanksgivings. Just a different family, each Thanksgiving. Okay. But, um, there was no pattern. It was just random places. There wasn't, it was, they weren't even on the same road. Okay, so around the town, but like... Random families around mm-hmm. this one town. And the same okay. thing happened. And the same thing happened each time. Family disappears, partially eaten food, blood everywhere. Okay. So then, let's get into the story proper. Who's our protagonist? What do they do? What do they find out? Our protagonist is, um, like, he's like the big sister of this, like, really big family, basically. Okay. Um, so there's like another big family in the town and she's the the big sister, the oldest sister? Yeah. Okay. So how many siblings? In all there are like 10 kids. Wowzers. Okay. That's a lot of kids. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah, it's a very big family. Okay. Man. Yeah, that's huge. So she's they're the also, eldest. They're also like the richest people in town. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I mean that would seem hard to do given how many kids they had, but I mean, if you're going to support that many kids, I guess you have to have money. So, yeah, that I mean, that tracks. So she's the eldest of 10. Rich family. What's her name? Everybody calls her Sona. Sona. Mm -hmm. Okay, Sona. 
So we've got Sona, eldest of ten. Yep, and they're worried because it's around Thanksgiving time, and they're one of the big families because also the families that were killed were all big families. Okay. So they're very worried. Yeah. But then... I mean, they're probably the biggest family in town. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah, they are. But then that Thanksgiving, nothing happens. Just a normal Thanksgiving. Mm. Of course, everyone's scared because hadn't had a normal Thanksgiving for three of them. So, yeah. That happened a couple times and then, like, they weren't worried. But then... So it was like... Okay. So let me get into the, the sort of spooky element of it here, right? Which is that... For three years in a row, families went missing. Year four, everybody's expecting a family to go missing. This one family thinks that they're going to be it. They still stay in town. They still do Thanksgiving for reasons, right? But then nothing happens. And then yep. another year goes by, maybe another two and and nothing. So obviously, whatever happened to those three families is done and over with. So everybody can go about being calm and living their lives happily. And then... Mm-hmm. On the fourth one, a family goes missing. Is it Sona's family? No, it's actually two families this time. Two of them disappear. Okay, so two families... So two families have gone missing. What happens then? So are we staying on this Thanksgiving? Is this the, no, is this this the one? No, this was actually... No, th- twist. This was actually two days before Thanksgiving. Okay, so, oh man. So Thanksgiving hasn't even happened, and already families are disappearing, right? Yeah. So in theory, and I'm, and I'm going to pick your brain here for a second. If... And I'm, and I'm trying to think like Sona, right? Like if I'm the protagonist in this movie, three years in a row, families disappeared. Mm-hmm. But then only th- one. But only one. Then there were three years where nobody disappeared. Now we're in a year where two families have disappeared before Thanksgiving. I'm going to assume as this protagonist in this film that another family, one more, a third family has to disappear, right? Mm-hmm. Is that what Sona's thinking? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I'm following, right? This is real, real solid storytelling here. All of it's tracking. What does Sona do about this? What she does is she has no idea what's happening. So she goes basically to the library to see what she can find out. Mm-hmm. Then she finds out that it normally takes about three years to get out of the local prison. Okay, okay. So it's like a criminal. And I mean, we'll, obviously, we could talk about like the, the legal end of this or whatever. Alistair doesn't <laughs> study law or, you know, um, punishments for crimes or whatever. But you're just saying that like at this prison, most people are there for three years. Mm-hmm. Like, statistically speaking. All right. So then she's like, it has to be one of the prisoners. Because if they, like, they had to have gone to jail, right? I mean, sure. Mm -hmm. Because, and then they killed more people. So they were probably, like, killing them for the years that they were in prison. Okay, that that tracks. I mean, obviously, though, they didn't, whoever this was would not have gone to jail prison for the murders because nobody caught them right like nobody knew what happened to those families so this person would have gone to prison for something else yeah which means that they're a criminal in multiple ways Mm -hmm. right okay 
So then, it's a prisoner, right? Maybe. Sona thinks it's a prisoner. Yes. Uh, apparently, one person on that day, they were out in the middle of the night. Uh-huh. Um, and then they saw somebody, like, walking around, but they had, like, a knife, and there was, like, blood all over them. Okay, and, so, like, like, the guy on the cover. Yeah. Right, with the machete? Okay. Yeah. So then... The, Sona thinks that's probably, like, the criminal that was killing the families, and that's what right. the cops think. Yeah, I mean, covered in blood, got a machete, that tracks, right? So mm-hmm. Sona's told the cops then. Oh, no, it was a different person, like, just oh. some someone, and then we don't actually get to meet her, because... She she's disappeared the next day after that. You mean the the person with the blood all over them? Uh, no, a person sees that one. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Person... So it's not the cops who see that person. No. no oh, okay. That's just... where I was getting confused that mm-hmm. you that you'd said something about the cops, and I thought you you meant that the police had seen this person wandering around, or that Sona saw this person wandering around, this person covered in blood, and. If the cops saw them, they would probably put them in jail. In theory, right? Like, at least try to, you know. But, okay, so then somebody gets killed by this person who's Mm -hmm. covered in blood. So, Sona knows that it has to be it one more day until Thanksgiving. Mm -hmm. So, she looks into, like, the criminal record and discovers one prisoner, which was found... A, which was found a week after those three Thanksgiving killings. Okay. So, so uh, this person went to jail after those Thanksgiving killings. Mm-hmm. And then they were released the year... Then they were released that year. Okay. Okay. So she knows it's probably that person. So I'm going to go, like, over the rest of the story in my head, and, like, really quick, like summarize it into like less detailed to get like to the climax okay so like the investigation and the build-up to the climactic confrontation between Mm -hmm. sona and the killer yep all right fill it in for us so she tells the cops about it the cops don't obviously like in most movies don't believe her right because that criminal was arrested apparently arrested for destroying property. Okay, okay. Destruction of uh, private property. Yes. Right. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Yeah. So nothing major. Like, not a killer. No. Right. Like, according, like as far as they know, this isn't a killer. It's just somebody who broke something. Okay. Yeah. So. So then she, like, has to, like, she, like, tries to find him. And then, um, like, this is where the climax happens, basically. So she finds the killer um, with which, like, she has some weapons and stuff like that. Okay. Well, I think that you're glossing over things that we would want to know and we would want to see uh, as audience members, which is, like, how does she find this killer? Where does she find the killer? Does she, Or does she, like, try to set a trap for the killer, whatever? And what is she going to try to fight the killer with? That's the kind of stuff that really, if I'm going to write this movie, you know, I would be thinking about that kind of stuff. How mm-hmm. does that go down, you know? So she speculates that they will be the family to be killed on sure. Thanksgiving. So she stays up like the whole night 
to like wait for the killer uh-huh. so that she can attack the killer. She gets um her family's all rich and stuff, so she gets this one like uh sword they have on display. Oh, like above the uh, fireplace or something yeah. like that? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love those. Yeah. Yeah, but it's like a really heavy sword, too. Sure. Mm-hmm. So she's so, got like a, a freaking broadsword or something like that. Like, um, yeah. <laughs> kind of like a katana? No. Like oh, almost. oh, cool. A katana? Yeah. Neat. Mm-hmm. Um. So then, like, where they fight is like about like outside their house almost. Oh, like, so in the she middle sees them coming. Yeah, like in the middle of the night, basically. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. So then, like, of course, the killer has a machete, as we've seen. But, yeah, they have to, like... All right, she what tries... did you say there? Ab- scene? What was that? I have no idea what I said. Ob- obviously. Oh, obviously. Okay. <laughs> so the killer has the machete, like, on the cover that you saw, right? Okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. She tries to fight off the killer, but the killer doesn't give up. So, sure. I mean, like, the killer's got blood rage? Is that right? Is the is that what's happening with the killer? The killer's got a blood rage, right? Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you know why? Yeah, yeah. Um she discovers like um right before like why that killer's doing this cuz the killer apparently had like th- their family was killed, so, like, he got really mad, basically. Oh, and then he's taking it out on other families. Yeah. Right? Like, the thing that happened to the, to his family, he's making sure it happens to other people mm-hmm. as, like, a revenge against the world. Yeah. I got you, Make yeah. Him, like, feel what he felt. Yeah. Oh, man, that's sick. That's a real blood rage, all right. Mm-hmm. So, she's up against this dude. She's got a katana. He's got a machete. Two, actually. He's got two machetes? Yeah. Whoa, double-wielding, <laughs> dual-wielding machetes, right? They fight for, like, a long time, kind of. Like, well, not a long time, but, yeah, they they basically just fight each other. Uh-huh. And then, apparently, one of the si- younger siblings wakes up because co- of the sound of, like, clanging and stuff like that. Yeah, like, metal on metal, mm-hmm. yeah. And then they see her fighting, so then... That um, that sibling calls the police. Okay, sure. Yeah, I mean that mm-hmm. that makes sense, right? I mean that's a that's the first thing you should do. I thought you were gonna say like in my head, I was thinking, oh man, they're gonna run out and help fight. But like clearly, the thing to do is not <laughs> fight a killer, yeah. but call the police. Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And as the killer's like about to defeat Sona, the police come in and take him out. Okay, take him out. Yeah. Like shoot him yes oh my goodness okay i mean he's so he's got so much blood rage they have to shoot him Mm-hmm. Whoa, man that's dark yeah because if they put him in jail he'd just do it again i mean sure unless they put him in jail forever i suppose but Which... but like also let me point out <laughs> we don't kill people <laughs> but for being uh repeat offenders you know, uh, yeah, but, but that like, said, he's he's wielding dual wielding machetes and trying yeah. to kill this young girl. And, and, and he killed like almost 20 people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get that. But what I'm pointing out, right, is that in terms of like morality or ethics, right, um, on an ethical level as a society, we should just be executing people. You know what I mean? So clearly in this situation, I think what you're getting at and 
correct me if I'm wrong, is that they are forced to shoot him. It's not a thing where they walk up and they go, oh, this is the guy? Blammo, shoot him, right? They like they show up and this guy's about to kill this young girl. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like he's about to hit her, but like the police were trying to stop him, but it was too soon and like they they were too far away to hit him, so like they were forced to. Yeah, basically. so okay, I see yeah, I see what you're saying. So like they want to stop the killer, but the only choice they have in the moment where he's going to hit Sona with like his machetes is to shoot, right? Yeah. Because they were yeah. too far away. Yeah. Okay. I see what you're saying. So it's not like they walk up and go, oh, you're a killer. We're going to execute you here. Like, it's no, nothing no, like that. They didn't have a choice. Okay. Really. Yeah, 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 yeah. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Right. Uh, cool. What happens with Sona after that then? Well, Sona eventually becomes like the head of cops, basically. Oh, so she goes on to... Um, well, I mean, you know, no, that makes sense, actually, because she's like already done this detective work. So she becomes the chief of police later on, you know, trying to, you know, protect the people of the town. Yeah, that makes sense. And I mean, she would actually be famous around town, too, for having caught the killer in a sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. That makes sense. So does that answer the question? What the Al is blood rage? Yep. All right. Awesome, man. So should we see if we can watch a trailer here? Yeah. All right. Here we go. We'll be back in a second. We're back. All right. So Al watched part of a trailer for Blood Rage, at least like a really good chunk of a longer trailer. But what did you learn about that story, the actual story of the movie? Well, I didn't really understand it much. Well, okay. <laughs> what did, the part of, part I, there's really nothing to understand. I mean, what like, did you what did you think it was about watching the trailer? Well, my one question was why he was the why the brother what was it what was it um his uh, something brother I don't know his twin the the guy's yeah the the main character yeah um, yeah the guy who you saw in the trailer he has a brother. Mm-hmm. What about the brother? That's this like, is the whole um, story. There's no, there's like, like no story to this movie. Insane or something? I have no idea. Like insane or something or like psychotic? Yeah, that's what he says. Like he escaped and like now he's killing people. Something like that. That is that's it, man. Like you didn't miss anything. Like you're acting as though you didn't understand it because you didn't see enough of a trailer. We've watched cryptic trailers. There is no story to Blood Rage to speak of, so you understood it pretty perfectly. There is a Thanksgiving in, you know, kind of a, I don't know, well, I guess it's kind of suburban area, uh, like in a, a Florida or whatever. The family was kind of rich, I guess. Nah, kind of didn't look like it. No, not really. Not really. They live in an apartment complex. That's what it was. Oh, oh, when they drove up and it... So, yeah, when they drive up to the apartment complex. Mm -hmm. Okay, yeah. And it's a very different style apartment complex than we have lived in since you've been born. Yeah, so... So it looked like a mansion to you. Got it. Um, But yes, so it's about uh, twin brothers and one is a killer and there's one of the twins locked up as a result of this... Then he escapes. Then he escapes, right? Um, and he's like 
the psychotic brother running around, you know, people are getting killed. There's very little story to blood rage to speak of. That's kind of it. Uh, which, you know, at the end of a Thanksgiving day, <laughs> you want to watch a movie that you don't have to use any of your brain processing power to watch. Yeah. You know, you throw in this Thanksgiving slasher and it and it kind of carries you away into, uh, you know, a pumpkin pie induced yeah. coma. After you've eaten way too much food. Yep. And spent... A little too much time arguing with relatives. That's right. That's right. Um, Any time arguing with relatives is too <laughs> much time. I can understand that. Kind of, I guess. Okay. <laughs> I, I guess. It's not a thing we do. So. No. All right, man. Anything else to add or to ask? No. Yeah. Because, I mean, I would say then that. The things you got right are generally there is somebody who's locked up who escapes. Somebody's, you know, killing people with a machete. There's a woman, a young woman trying to stop them. But that's pretty standard kind of uh, slasher stuff, too, right? Mm -hmm. So your story, though, involves mass murder on a scale that for sure this movie doesn't even come close to. So, you know. Uh, the body count's higher in yours. I I can pretty much guarantee mm-hmm. it. But uh, great, man. What the Al is blood rage in the can. Why don't you tell our listeners where they can find us online and where they can support us, how they can support us. You know the drill. Mm-hmm. As I said in the beginning of the episode, if you don't remember, you can find us on Patreon at patreon.com slash word salad you can find us on twitter at cadaver underscore cast you can find us on instagram at cadavercast one word you can find us on facebook at the cadavercast critters and creeps club join the club you can find our merch at teespring.com slash cadavercast and you can email us at cadavercast at gmail.com and there you have it and thank you so much for listening everybody we're very thankful that we get to keep doing this show and extremely grateful this year myself i don't know about you but i'm sure you're gonna echo this very grateful that we were awarded the silver bolo by the last drive-in with Joe Bob Briggs, yeah. Darcy mm-hmm. the Mail Girl. Um, I, yeah, that, it's really that was huge. You know, one of the yeah. biggest things that could have happened to our show. So, uh, thank you to the uh, mutant family who's joining us here. Mutant fam, what's up? Thank you for uh, listening to us, and you know. Glad you found us. And, uh, Alistair, anything to add to that? Nope. Great, man. You know what to do. You've been listening to another episode of CadaverCast. I'm Al Burnham. And I'm Cadaver Dad Jeff Burnham. We love ya. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks. Gobble, gobble, gobble. Gobble, gobble, gobble.